heal and be made whole. It's time to heal body, mind, and soul. Now is the time to heal and be made whole. Now's the time. Let us be healed. Body, mind, and soul. Let's go. Oh, it's so good to be back with you here in the chat room. This is your girl, Nurse Coach Jean Turner, and you are here in the chat room. Help chat with Coach Jean, that is. This is the show where we debate, debunk, educate, empower, and bring awareness to all things related to health, healing, and holistic well-being, body, mind, soul, and spirit. Really, though, when you think about it, and if you go back to the Bible, 3 John and 2, where it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, because really our spiritual health and well-being is the most important out of all the dimensions, out of all the domains of health. And so really it's our soul, our spirit, then our mind, and then our body. Look, I know I've been away for some time, and that was some time taken to where I had to get things in this proper perspective, but I thank and praise God that I am able to come here before you for episode number 101. Yes, we have crossed the 100 mark episode um, last year in 2022. God has allowed us to cross over into a brand new year, 2023. And I don't know about you. I don't know what words God has given you for the new year. Every new year over the last few years, he has given me a specific word. This year for 2023, he gave me a whole direct order, as we say in the military. He said, move forward, forward, March. So it is time, yo, to go forth into the things and move forward. It's time to forget those things that are behind and reach forward to what lies ahead, as Apostle Paul says, and to press toward the mark of the prize and the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, which should be all of our goals, right? It's time to forget the past. We cannot do nothing about the past. We have no control over what happened back then, all we can do is look to God, the author and finisher of our faith, believe in God, rely on him, totally depend on him, right? Trust him and keep it pushing, keep moving forward. And so it is great to be back here in the chat room with you all. I'm not going to prolong the time. Because Coach Jean is on a whole different regimen here, no, a whole new mindset here. So we're going to go ahead and get it popping. But Happy New Year to each and every one of you and your families. Hello, Batman. Batman, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Jerry was live. Hello, 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 and Happy New Year. I missed you, boss man. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, Coach, and welcome back to the new year. And uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do for you. 
with this with this uh this this powerful medium here. Amen. I think so too. I think so too. Why are you sounding all garbly? Oh, I was I was eating some real lobster <laughs> before you called me on. But look, we're going to go ahead and get it popping, Batman. And so let's go ahead and pray. Most gracious Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now, God. You have allowed us to cross into a brand new year. We thank you, dear God, for what our eyes have seen and what our ears have heard. We thank you, Father God, even now for what you are doing behind the scenes, because even though we may not see you working. You are definitely working all things together for our good because we love you and are called according to your plan and your purpose and your will. So, Father God, we say thank you. I pray, God, and ask right now that you have mercy on each and every one of us, God, that you will forgive us of our sins, that you cleanse us from all sin and all unrighteousness, Father God. Forgive us for any and all sins of omission and commission that we have committed. Lord, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. And I pray that something shared on this week's episode here in the chat room, help chat with Coach Jean. I hope something shared, something said will encourage will edify the listeners, God, those who are tuning in to this live stream, dear God, as well as those who will go back, dear God, on the podcast platform and catch the replay. Father God, we give you glory and we give you honor and we give you all the praise for it all belongs to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. And so kicking off the new year, 2023, my guest joining me this evening for this episode of Health Chat with Coach Jean is none other than Miss Chelsea Strain, aka Coach Chelsea. She's a single mother to a beautiful baby girl and has fought through some of the toughest battles. And still, she rises, as Maya Angelo would say. Still, she rises. She stands taller and stronger every single time. She is a certified mental health coach who believes that mental health and well-being begins on the inside. And if you have been tuning in to Help Chat with Coach Jean for any length of time, then you have heard me say, true health, like true beauty, begins from within. It is an inside job. So my guests and I are on the same sheet of music as far as that concerns. We are on one accord in an alignment with that. And so it was this young lady's energy, and you about to see what I'm talking about. But it was her energy that I was drawn to. And I had to find a way to bring her on the show for some candid conversation on tonight's topic, war cry, when your mental well-being challenges your faith i.e. your spiritual well-being. So without further ado, I introduce the some and present the others, none other than Coach Chelsea. Are you in the virtual building? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, what's up? What's popping? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on? I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm glad. I'm excited that you are here and joining me 
for my first episode in 2023. You know I'm on somewhat of a sabbatical, you know, um, dealing with, you know, some uh, uh, dealing with my own uh, health issues that came about last year. I have not gone into detail with my audience, but they know I'm very transparent. But I just thank and praise God. And when he releases me to share it with my audience and the world, then it shall be. But we know everything is in his timing. Do we not, Chelsea? We absolutely do. Yes, everything is in God's timing because we know his timing is perfect, right? We know everything about him is perfect. And so I want you to go ahead, and is there anything else you want to add to your bio? I talked to, I just shared a little bit. But what else would you like uh, our listeners to know about you, Coach Chelsea? If I had to add anything about me, it is that I am an open book. You ask it, I'm going to tell it. I don't believe in secrets. I don't believe in hiding what God has given me in life. I feel like this is my personal belief. I feel like if I tell it myself, you don't have nothing to hold over my head. It's my story anyway. Look, I, I, look, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. You know what? Because our truth is our truth, right? Our truth right. is our truth. Our testimonies are our testimonies, and we can't, no one can take our testimonies away from us. And so, you know, I want to jump right in. I know I didn't send any questions out or anything, but look, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to allow us to just flow, is going to lead and guide us however he wants us to go. So just flow, just sit back, relax, and let's just flow. We just going to speak what Holy Spirit just puts in our mouth to speak. Does that sound all right? Yes, ma'am. All right. So I'm just going to start out with um, a definition. We talk about uh, the topic tonight, war cry, when your mental well-being challenges your faith, i.e. spiritual well-being. And, you know, I'm a retired soldier. You know, I spent 25 years in the United States Army as an Army Nurse Corps officer, so this right here is right up my alley, right? But the definition for war cry, or as we say, um, in the military and also in Christendom, we hear the term battle cry. Battle cry, war cry, same thing, okay? But it is, and I quote, a call made to rally soldiers for battle. It is a yell or a chant taken up in battle usually by members of the same combatant group for the purpose of arousing aggression and uh, promoting esprit de corps, you know, fellowship or common loyalty, you know. So it's either for that or to cause intimidation on the other side. In other words, to intimidate the enemy, whoever the enemy force is or are, right? so that we can gain a competitive advantage by overstating our own aggressive potential. So in other words, you know, the enemy is going to either make the decision to avoid the confrontation with us all together, or if they don't avoid us and get in our face, right, they're going to just flee, right, in any direction they can get away from us. So basically that describes battle cry or war cry. But you have a unique story, I'm sure. 
And so you, like me, you know, uh, we've gone through some mental challenges, right? Our mental well-being has been tested, and when it's tested, it interferes with our faith. So go ahead, if you will, just share whatever's on your heart about your own personal uh, testimony as it relates to that. My story uh, with my mental health personally begins in about 2019. I am having suicidal ideations, suicidal, and I am really over life. I am trying to figure out how do I end things so that either my daughter is not affected or that she can go with me. And that's really not the way to think. One day I showed up at my then best friend's house on her doorstep, literally in tears, talking about, I just can't do it anymore, and laid in her bed and cried. And about three weeks later, I was in therapy, and my therapist was like, let's do some testing to see what's going on with you. I literally, by the time we finished testing, and it wasn't just one session of testing, when I say it was about six weeks of testing, I mean six weeks, and I was going almost two times a week every week for six weeks, paying out of pocket, because I knew something was wrong and something was different. And in this testing, we found out I had PTSD, OCD, high-functioning anxiety, which means it just functions all the time, whether I want it to or not, it just functions. High depression, um, let's see, borderline multiple personality disorder, and there's one more that I always forget. And I don't know why I always forget it. Oh, an eating disorder. In a matter of six weeks, we broke it down and saw that I had all these things, but they all were triggered by one thing, which was my PTSD. So me not knowing this, I didn't know I was in a world of triggers and what things would trigger me or set off an episode. I never would know. Until I started going to therapy and actually getting help with my mental health and for my therapist to then show me and be like, hey, let's start focusing on what triggers you. What are you doing in the moment that you feel all of these things? And from then on, a two-year battle, I got dismissed from therapy about April of 2020. Um, then my mother dies, which means I'm back on the cycle because she suddenly passed away. It wasn't expected. I didn't know that one morning I would wake up and get a phone call that says, something's wrong, you need to get here. And within what should have been a 15-minute drive, I was on my mother's doorstep in five minutes. Paramedics had done all they could do in the time that I got there. And my aunt's telling me, I just want to prepare you before you walk in there. And my exact words to her were, I just need to verify that my mother is dead. And in that moment, Everything that I had learned was no longer there from my PTSD, from anxiety. It didn't matter anymore because at this point I am human and that's my mama. So I had to start the process over again because the reality is, although I had learned my triggers for my PTSD, this is a new form of PTSD because this is a whole new ball game and a whole new set of triggers. So I went through 2020. And at the end of 2020, I had pretty much given up on God. And I was like, God, you can give up on me too. We're done, dude. Like, I don't have any more time for this because you literally took my mama. I was actually doing what you asked me to do, and you took my mama. 
But God said to me in January of 2021, if you just give me one more chance, just put a little bit in faith of me one more time, I can show you better than I can tell you where I can take you. My 2021 was literally a year I never imagined. I truly had some ups and some downs. Now, I went through some friendships. I had to get rid of some people. I had some heartache. I was still trying to figure out who I was in God. But then we get to 2022, and I'm still using this little bit of faith that I gave God. And before I knew it, I was planning my first event and hosting it. And then God sent someone along that paid for me and my daughter to go on a cruise, all expenses paid and spending money. And then before I knew it, I was in the Herpreneur Network. And then before I knew that, I was being, I was in presidential suites and somebody was paying for it. And doors were opening and opportunities were happening and God was in the midst of it. But when I tell you, it all started from my inside out. God had to work on me from the inside out in order to get my attention. He had to strip some things. He had to strip some things that some people would have said, well, I don't know what I would have done. That would have broken me. I don't understand how you're still standing. My story ain't for everybody, but it definitely is for me. And the reality about my story was God had to wake me up and get me closer to him and find a relationship with him for myself before I could become who I am today. Whoa, yes, 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 girlfriend, that gets to, I don't know if you know about it, living color back in the 90s, but that gets to Z-snap right over in this camp, girlfriend. Yes, indeed. Isn't it amazing, though, Coach Chelsea, how God will use, uh, now, let me let me just say this, and I, now I believe you can relate to this. And I always like to refer back to Job because people, so many people, think that everything is orchestrated by the devil. We give the devil too much credit. But like Job, right, God allowed, he told the enemy, have you tried my servant Job, right, which means he allowed it, right? And again, like Jesus in the New Testament, when he went, uh, you know, went away, uh, God, God orchestrated that for him to be tempted by the devil. So there's things that God, or we don't never understand, we may not never understand, right? But what it boils down to is our faith and trust in God, knowing that even when we go through these challenges, mental challenges, physical challenges, financial challenges, emotional challenges, whatever the challenge is, knowing that, number one, he's with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us, right? But also how much, there took surrender on your part. You had to finally say, okay, God, I hear you. I'm going to take this little bit of faith. There had to be surrender on your part, though. Tell me a little bit about that. That whole because that that's that's there there is a surrender in that, and I've learned, and I'm still learning. When we surrender, truly surrender to God, right? That's that trust. That's that peace. That's that faith. That's that hope, and we give it all to Him. Then He begins. 
to move mightily in our lives. Talk a little bit about that point to where you finally said, okay, I surrender. Okay, God, I hear you. I'm going to surrender right before the, the doors just started open up. Talk about that part right there. So, of course, doors didn't open up for me automatically and immediately. Um, I still was living within the will of God, but there was still some parts of me that were deep within sin. Um, I had the house. I, I own my home, um, thanks to my mother. That, that's one of her parting gifts, as I would call it. I own my home. I own my car. You would think that it is just this wonderful life. It's a fully furnished house, and I just have all these things in the world. But I, I would look around and feel so empty. Like, it's not enough just to have all this stuff. And I would look around and feel so empty. And then one day it hit me that it wasn't that I was actually empty. I just wasn't spirit-filled. And so I was like, mm, I would see prophets and I would see ministers. And I'd be like, man, I want a relationship like they have with God. Well, then God hit me one day with, because I would always ask him, guys, why me? And he hit me one day, and he said, well, why not you? Oh, okay. Um, and so when he asked me why not me, I had to figure out the me in it. And what I mean when I say that, when I had to figure out the me in it, well, what am I doing outside of the will of God? Because there's plenty of things that I could round off that I was doing outside his will. Um I eventually quit drinking. I eventually quit smoking because I needed to feel the effects of my mother's death. I couldn't code it. I couldn't grieve that way because if I grieved that way, one, um, uh, thing number six, disassociation. Um, I disassociated my mother's death with my life almost immediately after she died. So in my mind, I'm living like, um, she's coming back. Uh, okay. It's a thing that happened but it wasn't a thing that happened to me. So right then, I, I'm already starting off wrong. And so I had to realize that I needed to associate my mother's death to my life in order to be able to surrender to God because me not associating that moment of my life never associated that this was a part of God's destiny for me. That this was had to happen in order for God to get my attention. And even still, I was rebellious, and I fought against it because I didn't feel like I had a voice. I didn't feel like I had purpose. I didn't feel like there was a God that would do this to me. I didn't feel like this was something that could happen to me. And even still, I'm still pursuing God. And as I got ready for my event in 2022, God sent me to Scripture, John 15 and 16. And what the Scripture tells me is that you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And right then and there, when I first read this scripture, Father, I want to be able to use the name and the incredible amount of favor that you have given me in this life, the incredible amount of grace that you have given me, the incredible amount of mercy, because Lord knows I didn't deserve it. I want to be able to do it without using your name in vain. And so then God started working on me on the inside. And I had to start removing some things on the outside. I had to remove the friends that drink and smoke. Not that I had an issue with the friends that were drinking and smoking, but see, that's past life for me. And that means I can't play on this fine line that could potentially hold me back and get me back to a place of 
oh, well, you know, I'm going to tithe here and there and God's going to do his thing. No, I want everything that God has for me in this lifetime. One of my mother's dreams was owning a home. And my mother was two weeks away from closing on her first home when she died. I don't want that to be my story, that there is still things, as we have talked about many times, there are still things in my desk. I have too much purpose and too much greatness to hold back what God has already given me to do the little things, to be teetering in sin, to be uh, in a place where I used to be and God has already delivered me from. What he delivered me from it the first time and I went back the second time and then still had to get a whooping after the second time and then I went back to it for a third time and then I got beat because I done told you once, you know, I heard the parent voice then. I done told you once you're not supposed to be over there anyway. So I had to give it up. I had to surrender it on the simple fact that in order for me to go to greater, in order for me to go to deeper heights, in order for me to become Coach Chelsea, the reality of my life became I couldn't be this person I am today until God cleaned me up the outside and the inside. But see, mine started with the outside on the simple fact that people on the outside were telling me things that got into the inside that didn't look like God. But then when I shut out the people on the outside and surrendered to God and started only listening to his voice and actually fasting for myself and actually doing the things. Before my event, we were on a 40-day fast. I, I don't got time. I, I'm, it's me and Jesus. I would work out. I would run and listen to worship music and be in prayer. That was my morning routine. I was journaling every afternoon and talking to God. That was the conversation I needed to have with him because I needed to know who God was for myself before I went to my event and told the people about God. Because if I don't have a personal relationship, if I haven't personally surrendered, I am literally bleeding on the people. And that is something I will preach about. I don't believe in bleeding on the people. So let me get it together so that what God has given me, I can be accepted. And he can expand my territory. Now, did I ever imagine my life would be expanded in the way that it was expanded in 2022? Absolutely not. But I had to start somewhere in order for God to show me what he has in store for me. Amen. You didn't allow the things that happened to, they. let me just say this. Sometimes things hit us, right? And momentarily, temporarily, we may allow the things, the situation, the circumstances to derail us. But those of us who truly, truly, truly are um, in Christ, you know, and, 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 and recognize that we have the power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus living on the inside, and we've been maintaining a relationship with him, even though we don't understand why things happen, that inner strength, which is his strength, right, that strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses so that we are able that even when our mental well-being, because of the illness, the sickness, the, the grieving, whatever it is, it challenges our faith, we still have that measure of faith to say, you know what, I've got to get up from this place because this is not my ending. There is there is purpose still left in me. 
know, to get from the point to where, you know, the PTSD, the, 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 and all these other, whether it be anxiety, PTSD, because I struggle with PTSD from the military, but also based on what happened to me in 2018 and 2019, you know, in spite of all of that, in spite of, we still manage to maintain and have that measure of faith that God has given us and the strength of him within us to push forward into the things that he has for us to do. And it takes just a measure. And I don't know who, you know, who is listening to the, to the, to the uh, Internet Radio Podcast show tonight, Chelsea, but somebody somewhere is encouraged right now by you sharing your testimony. Somebody somewhere is, is their strength is being renewed right now because they are real. It only takes a measure of faith. Whatever that measure of faith is for you, our listening audience, that's all it takes, all it takes. And if it means you got to cry out your war cry, you know, in Christendom, Chelsea, we do have a war cry, right? It is our praise. It is our worship. You know, in the military, in the army, it was hua, hua, and in the Marines, it's hooah, whatever it is. But we have a war cry. And so I just want to talk a little bit about that measure of faith, because some people think they got to have this great faith. No, the Bible says faith as big as a mustard seed. That's all it takes with your mental well-being, your physical well-being, your financial well-being your emotional well-being, your environment, and all of that challenges your faith. So what are your thoughts on that? Just take some measure of faith, a faith as big as a mustard seed. So my thoughts on that is a mustard seed isn't that big. As a matter of fact, if you look at a ballpoint pen, the little part where there's ink, that little bitty part right there is all the faith that it starts with. And so I had to learn that I didn't need a lot of faith in order to get a lot of God. And as my belief in God grew, my faith grew. So it's not mustard seed faith anymore. But I also had to learn what my own war cry is. And so my war cry doesn't sound like the next person, and your war cry won't sound like somebody else's. And the reality is, it's all about your faith as a mustard seed and how you allow it to grow and how your belief in God grows. And as that grows and cultivates, it becomes its own thing. You're not supposed to look like somebody else when you shout. You're not supposed to have the same war cry as everyone else. You don't speak in tongues like everyone else because that is a love language between you and God. That is good right there. You hit the nail on the hammer or the hammer on the nail. And I think too many times people want to compare themselves with others, compare their level or measure of faith to someone else's level or measure of faith, compare how they worship God with how somebody else worships God, compare, you know, how they pray or how long they pray to somebody else's way and length of prayer. 
there's always this comparison. And social media and Clubhouse and all these different outlets has really, really, really increased the level of um, what is it called? Um, uh, imita- uh, not imitation, but what is the word I'm trying? It's a phrase, Chelsea, that just slipped my mind um, to where people feel that they um, uh, impersonation. Huh? Is it impersonation? That 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 is that that is what it actually is. That that's the definition of it. Um, it'll come to me later on the night when I'm half asleep. But they feel that <laughs> you know imposter syndrome. That's it right there. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This whole imposter syndrome thing, um, and it's huge now, even within the body of Christ. And it's making people people don't understand that God gives each of us a measure of faith. And, yes, you said it. Our faith is supposed to grow. We're not supposed to remain on milk. We're supposed to graduate to meat, right? We are supposed to grow. Our faith is supposed to grow. And what we encounter, the things that we walk through, the trials and the tribulations, right, they are to help us grow, increase our faith, because we should be able to look back now, whatever the current situation is, right, and look back and say, you know what, God, you brought me from a mighty long way. I still got my right mind. I got my health and strength. You are still with me. And based on what you've done in my life before, look, I know what you are capable and able to do now. I just got to keep on relying on, trusting, and believing in you. Our faith is supposed to grow. And so, you know, to our listeners, Whatever your war cry is, remember that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. When God created you as he created all of us, he created us as unique masterpieces. And as he molds us and shapes us and as we grow and mature in him, look, Chelsea, I'm sure you can relate to this. Our war cry when we first believed, that has changed from the time we first believed to where we are now because of the growth process. Would you agree? I would totally agree with you, Nurse Coaching. It's totally different because we are maturing. We are growing. From, we are going from faith to faith, glory to glory. And as we mature, you know, we should not sound the same as we sounded before. Our tongues shouldn't even sound the same as they sounded before. Our faith shouldn't even be at the same level or measure that it was before. And so when we talk about, you know, our mental well-being, what is something that you want our audience to take? What is the one takeaway that you want to leave with our audience for this episode here in the chat room? If I had to leave one takeaway from this, it would be who are you connected to? And what I mean by when I say that, is that sometimes our connections make a difference in our mental well-being. Just because I love you doesn't mean I can take you with me. I had to learn that, and I learned it the hard way. So remember that connections matter, and seeing that you are connected with God, it makes a big difference in where you go, 
because you have to remember who you are and who you are. My mother used to always say to me, remember who you represent. Mm, that's good right there. That's good right there. Because when we come to the realization of who we are in Christ, who he has called and purposed us and commissioned and mandated us to be and to do, especially in these last and evil days, we have to be cognizant of that fact, Chelsea, that many people whom we are connected to cannot go with us. We we still love them, but they can't go where God has taken us. And that alone, that alone is messing a lot, will mess a lot of people up mentally because they might have wrote, you know how the expression is, you know, these new Jack Swing expression and slang, my ride or die, my ride or live chick or homeboy or whatever. <laughs> and so that's right there, especially, Chelsea, especially if that person who cannot go with them to the next level has been someone in their life for some time or has been a huge part of their support system. See, we didn't even talk about support system when it comes to your mental well-being, challenging your faith, because you got to have a tribe with you, for you, and around you who's going to help encourage you. Am I right? Um, absolutely in agreement with you. I started chuckling when you said they'll ride, you'll ride or die. My friends will tell you, um, one of my sayings is, I'm going to ride for you, but I'm not going to die for you. And if you're putting us in a situation that we're going to die, I'm out. Like, I'm good. I'm not dying with you. I'm not. And that doesn't just mean us in the car doing something stupid. That doesn't just mean that we went to a party and he got shot up. Uh, that also means that if your spiritual being is doing something that God didn't told you at, at to, I'm not doing it. I can't ride with you. I have literally gone through mental turmoil for a friend that literally God is trying to get their attention and they're ignoring it. I literally had to say, I had to live by my own saying, I'm going to ride for you, but I'm not going to die for you. Come on. I love it. I don't even use that term ride or die no more because God said he came for us to have life and have it more abundantly to live. And so my, I'm like, you either my ride or live, or, you know, we're going to ride and live, or, look, I, I, I got the bow, peace out, deuces. Because, um, you know, everybody is, and some folks just don't want to go. They don't want to go where God is, is wanting to take them, you know. And, 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 and yep. as an intercessor, as an intercessor, I can tell you this, there are some people that God, after a while, God will be like, nope, don't pray for them. Because mm-hmm. he wants to get their attention. He wants them to pray for and, and cry out to him. So even as an intercessor, look, there's some people we can't even pray for. If God say don't pray for them because I'm trying to work something out through them and I want to hear from them, then we can't do it. We can't do it or else we'll be in disobedience. So, yes, you know, who we surround ourselves with, our tribe, those people we connected to, you know, um, 
even sometimes he will do it and separate it for our well-being, for our mental, emotional, spiritual, physical well-being. And so that's key, and I don't know if many people understand that, you know. But look, let's go ahead before we close out and just leave uh, your social media handles or your website, however the people can get a hold of you to learn more about uh, Coach Chelsea. So I am Chelsea Alexis Strain on Facebook, and I am Chelsea Strain on Clubhouse. Those are the two most common ways to get in contact with me. Um, I'm Chelsea Strain on TikTok as well. I drop tips and nuggets there. Um, but the most prominent way to get in contact with me would be my Facebook, Chelsea Alexis Strain, or my Clubhouse, Chelsea Strain, because I'm quicker to respond there than anywhere else. And I'm just the opposite. I'm quicker to respond via email or text. I am social media. Or my website, I will respond via my website. Website, um, text, or email. So, you know, it's just amazing. We all have our ways. You know what I'm saying? We're all unique. We all have all different ways of doing things. Praise God. So to you, our listening audience, look, go ahead and connect with Telsia on Facebook, on Clubhouse. This young lady is just full of life, full of energy. And let me tell you, she got some great things coming up. God is using her in a, in a mighty, miraculous way. This is not the last you will hear of Coach Chelsea. Let me tell you, because her energy, her voice, I guarantee you, you're going to be hearing more about her. So, Coach Chelsea, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join me here in the chat room, the first um, show here in the new year, 2023. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And look, I want to give a special shout-out to my producer, the Batman of Charm City himself, Mr. Jerry Royce Live, and entire Positive Power 21 family. And to you, our listening audience, whether you are live streaming via Spreaker or you will catch the replay on one of our many podcast sites, thank you so much. Thank you for hanging in here with Nurse Coach Jean. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And until next time, if God says the same, grace, peace, and health. Good night. Worldwide Podcast.